everyone, and welcome to Woven in Truth Podcast. My name is Mallory Melcher-Post. So happy you're joining us again. Um, I'm also very excited because one of my best friends, Kaylee Drescher, is here co-hosting. Hello, everyone. <laughs> She's the bomb.com, guys. We took a biology <laughs> class together like eight years ago, and I don't know how we didn't get kicked out. We had way too much fun there. <laughs> but anyway, she's a blast. I'm excited for you guys to get to know her a little bit. Kaylee, tell everybody something you love. Ooh, okay. Just like anything that I love? Well, I mean, it's fall. What's something fall related? Ooh, okay. So, I mean, I love all things fall, but a kind of weird thing that I love about fall is pumpkin guts. <laughs> <laughs> So when I'm carving a pumpkin, I get frustrated with like the intricate details of the like carving and all that because I can't make it look like what I want to. Oh, yeah. But I love scooping out the insides, the innards, if you will. <laughs> I think it's a sensory thing. I love it. Yeah. And that like totally trips me out sensory wise. Like I hate the squishy stuff. That's so funny. We'd be a good team for pumpkin carving. Yeah. I just, this time of year is amazing and I love I love the sweet cinnamon pumpkin candles from Bath and Body Works. Uh, it's just my favorite. So it's still like super hot out, but I have one burning at the house. You know what I mean? Because it just makes me feel like it's time to sit down and have a pumpkin spice latte and stuff like that. But I'm really excited to Annie Slippo's back on the show for part two of our yes. conflict resolution series, Peacemakers in Progress. Annie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So like we said, it's fall, Annie. What's something you love about fall? Well, it, it's actually my favorite time of year for a few reasons. One, the weather. Yeah. I love the coolness. Orange is my favorite color. Mm -hmm. That's big. And then I love the change of the leaves, even though we don't get that in San Diego. Right. But last year I drove to Julian so I could see the change. Yes. Yeah. Julian's this uh, town. It's like, what, an hour away? <laughs> from here and yeah. it's it's like we pretend like we're not in <laughs> california when we go there it's really funny but yes annie's actually wearing cute orange glasses right now and they yes. look adorable on her just for all you guys <laughs> to get a visual but yeah we're excited for part two annie so today's a little more practical is that right yes okay yeah. well we'll just hand it over to you and jump in so thank you for being here okay well our first session we talked about how Conflict resolution is an opportunity to glorify God for individuals to have growth and also for peace and unity, which is what God really wants us to have in relationships. And I was thinking about before um, we enter into a conflict, it's really important for us to look into our own hearts first. Matthew 7, 3 through 5 says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. That is a strong scripture. Yeah. It says that we're hypocrites if we don't examine ourselves. And it also says that we can't see clearly till we examine ourselves first. So questions like, how can I have contributed to the conflict or how am I being unreasonable in this situation helps us to take that plank out. And I'm sure you can come up with your own questions for yourself. I think that when we look into our hearts, we may find a couple of things. We may find that we could be very easily angered, um, kind of take things very personally, 
very sensitive person or we're just being sinful about something. First Corinthians 13, 4 says that love is not easily angered. So I think when you're a very easily angered person, just everything tends to bother you. So that causes a lot of conflict. And I think that sometimes we just need to learn to overlook minor offenses. Mm. I say minor because sometimes there are reasons not to overlook offenses because these are habits and we shouldn't let bad habits keep going in relationships and we need to address those. But sometimes we can just say, you know what, this is not a big deal. I'm just going to drop this. I'm going to extend grace. Mm -hmm. I think extending grace is very important because God does that with us all the time. Um, And it's more like a pick your battles kind of concept, which is also very important. But like I said, you know, we don't need to look over, overlook everything because some things are detrimental to relationships. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 10, 23 through 24 says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And so in thinking about what I'm going to bring up, we have to think, okay, is this really beneficial? And how can I do it in a beneficial way? Or again, can I just let this go, even though I have the right to bring it up? I think those are really important thoughts um, in conflict resolution. Many times in conflict, we begin to develop, or I should say, conflict begins to develop in our hearts before it actually occurs. And what do I mean by that? Well, there are things that we want or expect to have from others, but we fail to express them. Right. Oh, yeah. So when that happens, we get let down. You know, we don't have the things that we want. We get disappointed in people. And if that happens a lot, then it just becomes this cycle that just adds up and we get more disappointments. Mm-hmm. It becomes a vicious cycle. And then it begins to control our minds and our thoughts and our actions. And then eventually that cycle explodes and we have conflict with others. So how can we stop this vicious cycle? Because if we can stop it, then we don't have to get into this big conflict. Mm -hmm. So first thing is to pray to be aware when the cycle is beginning or feeling to when we're starting to feel these disappointments Mm -hmm. You know, this person is letting me down, you know, feeling like something is not working for us. Is that like, would you, like, I think sometimes the whole record of wrongs comes into play. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Like when you start feeling some similar things over and over again, or like different things will trigger like, oh, so-and-so always does this. Like, is that a good indicator? Yeah, Like, oh, maybe we're in a cycle right now. Uh, You could be keeping a record of wrongs. Uh Yeah. And you're not letting things go or you're bringing things from the past. So that just adds on to the disappointment right. you already have. So it makes it worse. So you're probably already in the cycle. Right. If you're there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just checking. You're in that vicious cycle. Because if you really think about it, you're feeling your mind is just like attacked and mm-hmm. you can't get it out of your mind and your thoughts and stuff like that. Right. So. so to get out of the vicious cycle, first we pray to be aware that we're in it so we don't have to keep going. The second thing is to work backwards to identify where the disappointment has come from and why it's controlling you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe where it started, what you were thinking, how you were feeling. So then you can kind of work with your own heart on that. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is to get open and real so you can get help for your own heart. 
which I think is real important because again, it could be just your own heart that is just kind of starting this thing. And maybe you had something to do with why it's there in the first place. Do you mean getting open with the person that you're feeling conflict with or like somebody else? Like what's, you you could get open with somebody else if you don't necessarily name the person you're about to right because you want to be careful of right you have to be careful of gossip so yeah getting open with just how your heart is Mm -hmm. feeling and what Mm -hmm. it's going through without naming names or anything like that because maybe because sometimes we just don't know we're just kind of like oh i feel weird i don't know what to think Mm -hmm. so maybe we just need to bounce something off somebody without Mm -hmm. you know letting them know what the situation is right And I think if we deal with our hearts first, I think it does a few things. It diffuses angst. So we can kind of calm ourselves down and try to be a little more objective with the situation. Um, I think it, like the scripture said, it brings clarity so we can understand how to best approach this and how to be able to approach it in a way that the other person will hear us, you know, versus reacting and saying things that we regret. Right. I think it helps us approach the person humbly, which is the best way to go. Because when we're humble, it again, it diffuses a lot of Mm -hmm. angst and conflict and all these things. So if we can get to that point, um, it pays great dividends when it comes to having to address a situation. So that's, I think, really, really important as well. So let's say you've kind of figured yourself out and you're doing a good job with identifying your own heart and you're taking responsibility for what you can take responsibility if there is anything. What now? So you're in a great position because you're in a humble position. Right. So it helps you to be calm and, you know, approach it um, in a godly way Mm -hmm. because we're being humble and humility always breeds humility. That's very important. And in the next podcast, I'm going to go into more how to approach it so that humility does breed humility and we don't escalate things more than what they should be. So the opposite of humility is um, obviously pride. And there are some prideful ways of approaching others with all of this. And and it looks really ugly. So I'm going to go into like what it looks like Mm -hmm. so that we can identify and not have to go there hopefully yeah that's helpful so the first thing is when we don't control our tongues Mm. that gets ugly proverbs 12 18 speaking rashly is like a piercing sword but the tongue of the wise brings healing Mm. so saying whatever you want to say whenever we want to say it is a terrible idea because (laughs) as you know we've all done that i'm sure (laughs) I've done it, um, and it damages because it you you can't take it back. You can't. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. you've already said it, and the person's already super injured. So, mm-hmm. and I think we can all relate to that. Um, you know, our tongues can be very negative, complainy, gossipy. We can get into slander, and we can be very careless with our tongues, mm-hmm. and that just creates so much conflict. I think we need to be more thoughtful and careful when we approach someone so that the goal is for the person to listen and not so that it doesn't get worse and they react. So think before you speak is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. The second thing is uh, what makes it worse is when we're wanting to control the situation or wanting to control the person. 
And that looks like nagging, manipulation, threatening. You know, these um, behaviors originate in fear, I think. That's where they really originate because you're afraid of what they're going to say or what they're going to think or if they're going to believe you or if they're going to validate you. But none of those things, none of those ways of approaching are very helpful. Right. They just create more problems. So, and we can't control people anyway. Mm -hmm. God can can uh, help them get to where they need to be. The third thing is when we break promises. Matthew 5, 37 says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm-hmm. So not being impulsive with promises. Mm-hmm. When we break promises, it really hurts people. Yeah. And and sometimes we are impulsive. That happens because we, we can say things like, well, I'll never do that again, or I promise right. I'll never do that again. We can't really promise that. Right. It's... Human. We hope not to, and we'll do our. We can say, "Well, I'm going to do my very best." Yeah. But if we we say that we won't, then that's probably going to be a broken promise. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we do make promises that we break, we really have to be humble and apologize because mm-hmm. that that hurts right. a lot. Fourth thing I think of is when we show disrespect, and we can do that in many ways, not just with our tongues, but with our body language, with our tone. Mm-hmm. First Peter 2.17, show proper respect to everyone. Mm-hmm. So thinking about being respectful when we when we need to say something or when we need to approach conflict in particular is very important. Mm-hmm. And we don't always think about that because we're very emotional and we're upset and all kinds of things that we have in our hearts. So all of these behaviors c- cause a lot of conflict and they completely lay in opposition to, hu- lay against humility yeah. That's what they do. And we've all been here and we're all a work in progress. And a lot of this just takes a lot of practice to get better and better at because there's a lot of emotion in conflict resolution. So mm-hmm. we got to find ways to all these things kind of calm us down and help us to to approach things just in a calmer, more humble way that is a lot more effective. And I think overall, I th- one of the scriptures I think of with conflict resolution and really anything is Matthew 7 12 it says do to others whatever you like them to do for you yeah if we could just live that scripture out especially (laughs) in conflict resolution I believe it would go so smoothly and we probably wouldn't even have conflict so it's true in approaching life that's probably one of the best scriptures to think about and certainly in approaching conflict resolution right so that's just one to keep in mind and these are just a few tips to Really prepare your own heart to be sincere and pure before you approach another person because the goal is for them to be able to listen right? and for everyone to grow from it and for God to be glorified through it. Right. And I think that's huge. Like I really appreciate what you're saying because I think if I know the goal and I'm clear on the goal, you know what I mean? It's to honor God. It's to be at peace. It's right. not to be heard or validated or right. Um, I think it really changes how I approach it in general or even how I'm tempted to approach it like once it's already (laughs) the conversation's going. (laughs) Um, I like this uh, Max Lucado quote. It says, conflict is inevitable. Combat is optional. Oh, that's awesome. Because I think 
I think sometimes I can see them as being one in the same. Like right. when I say I don't like conflict, no, I actually, I don't want to fight with people. I, you know, I love people and I'm also a people pleaser. So like, <laughs> that's not how I want to spend my time. But it's like, okay, if it's inevitable, but how can I, how can I handle it in a way that honors God? Right. How can I really and authentically be a right. peacemaker? You know what I mean? Not, not like a, a sweeper. You know, I, right. I think sometimes I can just be tempted to quote unquote overlook an offense, sweep it under the rug. Right. But I'm feeling a lot. Um, I kind of like go on this big pendulum. Like I can either do that or I also feel things really strongly like internally. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in my heart I can be very angry. I can be very resentful. I can even be, you know what I mean? Like right. sometimes just feel um, like I'm so hurt or so upset that it's it gets it can get really dark even like how I feel towards people so I think this is really helpful in finding okay how can I be like Jesus how can I have the goal to be peace authentic peace you know but avoid the pride and the Mm -hmm. the pursuit of basically what's going to bring me like what I think is going to bring me peace isn't always that you know what I mean just hearing her just being heard just being validated that's not the goal you know what I mean the goal is is true resolution right. before God. Um, and like you said, I can't control other people. Right. right. Um, but I do think when I approach it like this, it's funny because we just did the first <laughs> the first session last week and then I had some really great opportunities to resolve a conflict <laughs> this week, which it's funny how God does that. But yeah, I think there was even a situation this week where it was really cool because I felt a lot about one of my friends and something they had said just um, – just hurt me and I think trying to handle it the way that honors God I, mm-hmm. I I did feel like I was able to go in and present it in a way that that elicited humility right. you know what I mean like because right. that's what I was presenting mm-hmm. and it was so cool she's you know she's a disciple too and it was amazing because we were able to resolve it quickly and it right. could have been huge yep. and even in my brain it was huge you know before we <laughs> had the conversation but then just to like hear her heart and and learn that her motives weren't what I thought they were right I'm just like wow like God's amazing like there's so much more truth here than what I even had access to when I just was thinking in my own head and heart right so I just appreciate even what you're saying and when you're listing out these different things because you feel like combat is more you know pride induced Mm -hmm. but um conflict resolution comes from true humility so I just appreciate even the practicals yeah I think that's a great point and your example is conflict with someone who is a disciple and hopefully has the same goal of you. It's resolving this and glorifying God in your conversation. I think an idea, uh, an example that I thought of was, I, so I used to just flee from conflict. Right. And <laughs> I had this situation in college. We were living five girls in a condo, the best way to do it. <laughs> And we got this notification from a realtor one day, like, your condo is being sold, and I'm showing your house, and it's a Sunday morning, and there's five of us getting ready for church, and we had already left. And so I, yes, they were coming that day. And so I knew the state of this condo was not (laughs) going to be up to par, but I kind of felt like, well, (laughs) like, this is what happened. Sorry. (laughs) And long story short she was very frustrated and left me a scathing voicemail so this was kind of what jump-started me 
leaning into conflict. And one of my roommates at the time, she really coached me through this. She's really big into leaning into conflict. <laughs> um, so she helped me kind of find my voice in this. Yeah. But then I think what happened there is I the pendulum kind of swung mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, wow. I found like a strength and a confidence there <laughs> and then kind of leaned in a little too hard to conflict in some situations that followed. And so I think kind of now where I'm at is finding the balance that you're talking about, Annie. Right. And something I've really been trying to work on in that balance is in that starting stage where you kind of talk about examining my own heart right and something I like to always ask myself before I even bring anything up to someone is am I assuming the best of this person right because I think I can like you were saying Mal just assume that they're (laughs) have all these horrible thoughts about me and that I need to go in and write this wrong when maybe they just slipped up in their words or I misunderstood what they were saying yeah Yeah, exactly So I so appreciate even just the preventative measures yeah. <laughs> uh, that you brought up for us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I do think that's so true. You you mentioned when you read the scripture regarding like we can't really deal with conflict in a way that honors God until we examine ourselves first. Like right. you said, we can't see clearly until we pull yeah. the plank out of our eye. Um, and I think examining myself first, it, it can be really hard though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I'm triggered, when I'm hurt. Right. Um, what helps you like get there? You know what I mean? Like where maybe you don't want to examine yourself or maybe you, it's even hard to think like, what did I do wrong here? Cause you're so offended or right. whatever. What helps you get yourself to this point? Well, just taking the time to, maybe you have to go away and pray and just mm-hmm. ask God to really help you see yourself. And But I think if, if you can go into it with, this is about God. Yeah. It's not about me getting, right. getting my way or getting validated mm-hmm. or being right or something like that. I think if we can if we can have the bigger picture of this is about God, God being glorified, mm-hmm. we're all a work in progress. We all right. mess up. We all got to grow and kind of have that, that heart about it. I think it, it makes it easier to stop and go, okay, wait a minute. You know, how can I, how can I help the situation versus just get my way or say right. what I need to say or whatever it is. Right. So I think if we can start there, that helps us to get away and think about ourselves and and become helpful in the situation. Mm-hmm. There's a scripture that talking in Ephesians about say only what is helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think if we can start there, that this is the bigger picture, it's about God, then it'll all get wrapped up and fixed up and everybody's mm-hmm. going to get better and God's going to be glorified. And I think I think that's that's where it starts. Right, and regardless of even how the other person, like Kaylee said, it doesn't always happen where the other person is on the same page or they want to get resolved. Some people listening might have long-term conflicts, deep-seated hurts, issues, you know what I mean, Um, with family or friends or whatever. Um, So we're not trying to, you know, belittle that at all. But I do think there's something really cool about the confidence we can have when we handle conflict in a way that honors God regardless of how it ends, regardless of how the other person comes at us, 
a year down the road, five years down the road, we can look back and be really proud of how right. we handled ourselves in right. that. You know, and I think there's something very empowering about that, that God gives us that peace. Yeah. Um, regardless of how the other person even reciprocates or doesn't. Right. Um, I think it's it's cool that we can we can land there in a place that we feel confident. Wow, right. I handled it. Right. I handled that the best way I best could. Best I could. Yeah. And in a way that honors God. Right. And he's proud of me. You know, so I'm proud of me. But I do think this is so good we're talking about this. The the world we live in right now, it's it's very uh self-serving like like yes. even on my Instagram feed, it's like, okay, if if something doesn't serve you anymore, like then get it out of your life. Right. Like that's a lot right. of what's out there. Mm-hmm. And it's preaching that if your relationships aren't serving you, if, you know, if right. people that aren't, if they're not, and that's literally the terminology. And I think that's going to, you know, leave everybody lonely. Right. If you cut off everything that doesn't serve you and you're just thinking about yourself, like, yeah. which I can get there, I can go there all the time, you know, but it's like, that's not how God designed us. He designed us to be in relationship and in relationships as we're all human, right? we're going to have to work through some of this stuff. Right. So I think I love what you're talking about. There is a healthy balance. You know, we don't overlook things unless, you know, we really feel before God, like I'm just going to go ahead and extend grace here. Cause I've been given grace, mm-hmm. um, which I think is definitely necessary a lot of the time. But you know, if, if we do need to lean into some of these things, there is yeah. a way we can lean in, in a way that honors God and brings that's peace. Right. Yeah. At least in our hearts, brings yeah. peace. So that's the goal. Danny, thank you so much for being here and sharing. Um, I'm so excited for part three. Um, today was really helpful and practical. I'm sure our listeners are thinking through, okay, what are some of the things, you know, those four different right. things you threw yeah. out there, which yeah. which are my kind of go-tos? Yeah. And I do think there's people, the people we feel the closest to usually get the, <laughs> get the real brunt yeah. of some of these. Um, so I think it's, it's a good time for me to even examine myself, but I just appreciate what you brought to our attention and I'm excited for part three. Thank you so much for everybody who tuned in. If you are on social media at all, we are on Instagram and Facebook. We've upped our social media game a little bit. So we we have some great scriptures on there for you guys. We post almost daily. So hopefully those will just bring you some encouragement, some biblical truth. But we appreciate everybody listening and supporting the podcast. Our goal is just that this continues to be a great platform that really empowers and inspires you guys all with uh, God's word, but also with some of his awesome women like Annie Slippo. So Annie, thanks again for joining us. And we will see everybody next time for session three we are one